Welcome to Socially Distant, the podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mackin. In the past days and weeks, the term unprecedented has never been so overused. And yet, as we knuckle down into hardcore self-isolation, it's never been so appropriate. It's safe to say our lives have been turned topsy-turvy. Work from home is the new commute, social distancing the new going out. And, as many of us have been discussing, the most isolating thing the majority of us have ever experienced will ironically be one of the most collective experiences we'll ever have in our lives. My first reaction when I went into isolation was a desire to connect, and tandem to that, a craving for information. I immediately wanted to soak up recommendations from friends and loved ones about what they were watching, what they were reading, or what coping techniques they were using. Hence, the idea for Socially Distant was born. In this mini-series, each episode I'll invite a notable person to join us and explore different areas of escapism, from beauty to books, dressing up to winding down, sustainability to self-care, to provide you with what I hope is some much-needed distraction. Whether it's ways to keep boredom at bay or a simple relaxation technique so that you can steal just a moment of stillness. Consider this your respite amidst the uncharted waters of this global pandemic. From top-half dressing and work-from-home outfits to the meteoric rise of loungewear, our relationship with personal style has certainly changed in these last few weeks. As associate social media editor at British Vogue, Nevo Donoghue is on the coalface of how the collective experiences of a global pandemic trickle into our wardrobes. I caught up with Neve as she's returned to Dublin to work from home for a few weeks, and we chatted all things fashion. In our talk, we discussed the resonance of fashion right now, how clothing feeds your identity in a time of crisis, and also why it's really important, to use the words of Marie Kondo, to embrace anything that sparks joy at this time. So Neve, I've been following your move to London and you've just had the most amazing career trajectory. Tell us, what is it like to be working at British Vogue right now? Everybody's there by merit of their incredible skill and graft. And I've learned so much just from being around my teammates. And they're they're just such an incredible group of women and men. And they just build each other up and we have a great laugh. And they always just seem to get the work done. And I think this, particularly this time period, is a testament to that because you go onto the website and you just see a flood of really inspiring, aspirational, beautiful, fantasy-filled content that offers just a bit of light relief for from what's going on in the world right now. Um, and I think that's really like crucial that we still have that in the mix of all of the horrific news that's happening now and I think it just lifts everybody's spirits but yeah the the team are just amazing and I I feel really I feel really grateful to to be part of it. So you're working six days a week you're heading up social media as so your day is jam-packed and I'd say just non-stop and you're probably trying to straddle like reporting on the crisis but in some sense that is relevant to you guys but also just offering total escapism and you know fantasy like what you just said so how are you how is that going great I mean take a look at social and look at the website and you'll see um loads of beautiful like archive bits um which 
is amazing to be able to go back as far as like 1916 and see all the mags it, I mean it's it's so great um to have that kind of content and like that it's just five minutes to switch off and engage in something that isn't really negative and I think the world could do a lot more of that at the minute um but I also I don't work well I work the normal amount as anyone else but uh just the nature of of social media you have to just be a bit more nimble and flexible in your your hours and you just you, you learn to do things around um your job and that's just that's just it yeah absolutely well I'm glad to hear that you might be getting a little bit of downtime soon <laughs> it sounds well deserved I've taken up the art of embroidery so that's what I like to do after my day of work I uh because I, I can't look at screens afterward I even find sometimes like reading my books that I my eyes are going a bit fuzzy so yeah I've been embroidering um and it's just offering me so much joy <laughs> at that I've I've overnight have instantly turned into my own grandmother and I'm absolutely okay <laughs> you're okay with that <laughs> Are you embroidering fashion pictures or what are they? Um, somebody Hand tagged back. me on social last week of the um, Create Don't Contaminate uh, challenge that uh, RT2FM were doing. And I saw all my pals were doing all these lovely, like, um, we're like painting old handbags and making uh, plant pots out of them. And I was like, oh, I have my embroidery kit with me. Why don't, because I obviously packed that in a complete panic. I was like, oh, what do I need for going home? An embroidery kit. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I I just did a nice um, a nice bathroom decoration for my parents that says, please wash your hands with a lovely motif of flowers and lovely bits. So I can see, well, I can see you, unfortunately you can't see me, but that's probably for the better, actually, um, because I can see that you're wearing a very lovely outfit. Um, so can I, can I chat to you about what you're wearing? Of course you can. Um, my, my absolute rule for uh, working from home is to get dressed. And I know uh, everyone is on the loungewear buzz at the minute, but I personally cannot put, my brain will not turn on unless... I am properly dressed and I have shoes on and for me the shoes is a big thing because if I'm wearing slippers or if I have my Birkenstocks on my body is just like you're not in work mode yet so I just I have to have to go the full hog basically um but I also like in like I, I feel like I have to dress for my tasks for the day and it helps me concentrate and focus and it also just makes me feel like I'm in work um so when I when I was packing in an absolute panic um I packed things like one pair of jeans I packed uh, a leather pair of trousers that I have on me today um good old reliable ones from years ago from and other stories um I packed a pair of dungarees and I packed uh one dress that will probably never even see the light of day <laughs> and I've just been changing and swapping over different tops and I brought one blazer that I have on me today that I've had for about four years now from Sandro um and good old reliable pair of Converse and um one pair of Baswegians as well and that is literally all that I have with me and it's it's actually been really like enjoyable just constantly re-wearing the same thing over again um but with the addition of the lipstick 
which I do have on today. Um, I'm extra impressed. Like shoes and lipsticks, I think you pretty much, you're definitely the most dedicated person I've seen so far. Because <laughs> like, when the end of my day comes, it's the action of taking off shoes for me is like the same as taking off your bra. Because it's like, oh yeah, now I can relax. Like now the day is done. I mean, I, get, I still get that feeling when I take off my bra as well. <laughs> it's a bit more impactful, I think. And it's like, okay, tasks are done for the day. Now you can chill out and pour yourself a glass of wine. But it's also more so for like my, my own mental health and to help me focus because like I'm, I am still have to do a day's work. And it's different when you're in a new environment with, I'm, I'm living with three other adults at the minute and we all have different things going on. So it just helps me put myself into a little box um and when I really need like a kick then I'll stick on the red lipstick and it's also nice for the old zoom meetings as well just to feel like you're a bit fresh even though I haven't washed my hair in four days I just yeah again like what I said to you it's good that people aren't seeing me right now so I'm very much the opposite of all of this um you know dress up feel empowered I think I need to get there and I most likely will get there but um at the moment I'm full-on lounge gear I think it's just the pure novelty but you know everyone is talking about this idea that getting dressed is so much a sense of who we are right now and it is almost bolstering us and it's self-care essentially do you think that yeah yeah absolutely like um and like my biggest inspiration is like my other half Jake he he gets up every day and will put on his best clothes and I'm like oh do are you you going somewhere even though we can't leave the house and he's no no just doing it to feel good and I'm like that's a really great idea so like during the week um I put on a full suit just to sit in the house and (laughs) <laughs> just do work um and but it, it makes him feel good I'd say and it makes you feel good when you do it and like I definitely felt a bit more productive and like put together and okay I had no makeup on didn't even brush my hair but like I just felt a bit more like me and yeah focused and just felt nice even though you're just sitting at the kitchen table <laughs> on a computer all day but it just gives you like a little bit of satisfaction and it's so important for self-care and just to maintain that, I don't know, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Maintain. Um, Sense of normalcy. Yeah. Particularly the longer it goes on, we'll all need yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like today is supposed to be casual Friday. And I think if I if I didn't have, if I wasn't so busy, I'd probably just chuck on a pair of my tracksuit bottoms. But I also know that like, it's like once you've tracks bottoms on, it's so easy to like, I'll just sit on the couch while I send this email and then suddenly you're not sending emails you're watching Tiger King and it's three hours later and you've achieved nothing which is totally fine by the way it's absolutely okay to not achieve anything in in a day because all rules are thrown out the window right now and we don't have to wake up and do something to prove that we're worthy or we've done something amazing right now it's so okay to do sweet nothing I agree and I think as much as I think you know the dressing up for yourself and for your own empowerment and stuff is great I do think there also needs to be more of the conversation around you know what if you don't that's also okay too maybe all you can do is get into your pjs that day or maybe you feel better in loungewear you know I there is a lot of pressure as well kind of coming through this you know 
almost these new traditions we're forming on social media right now or these new kind of mantras and I think we need to be careful around that oh my god so much like I even feel the pressure all the time and when I when I'm not on my phone or working like I'm like oh what what will I do with my time now it's almost like I'm afraid to allow my body to and my brain to just not and to just be and like focus on nothing else but breathing and just being still and like I, I just don't think we allow ourselves to be still and be in the moment long enough um one thing that's really helping me is at least once a day I try and just do a quick mm-hmm. 20 minute like breathing or yoga um not workout but just relaxation and meditation to just like try and center myself and 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 do a bit of breath work and get the circulation going which is like so important because especially because we're all so stagnant and still in the house and so many of us aren't getting out and moving and a lot of us don't have the luxury of space in the house I mean we don't but I chuck all the furniture out of the way and try and make space on the floor um but even that just gives me a, a better sense of being and wellness and just being a, a bit more in control of like what's happening as well but also in it, it's like opposite to that it's okay to not be in control right now yeah again we should feel like it's okay that we're not because it's quite unusual to feel like that I'd imagine at this time I was talking to a psychologist for one of our other episodes and she was saying something really interesting that basically feeling out of sorts is not that it's better to be feeling like that that's not the word she used but it is in a sense quote-unquote more normal because it's like an evolutionary instinct that we should you know it's a, a you know our safety is being threatened all of that stuff so it's only natural that we would feel these responses absolutely yeah um I think right now like it's totally okay to throw out the rule book but that doesn't work for everybody either some people really, really yeah and they need structure in their lives and I'm I'm a creature of habit and I I need that structure so like I get up every day at 6 30 quarter to 7 and go for a run before I start my day because that's what I need to do for my own sanity whereas to somebody else that is that is absolute hell and why would you put yourself through that but I I enjoy I need to have I need to have some kind of structure to my day before I I sit down and I do nothing or if I if if I'm if I'm working during the day or whatever it is because I do, I don't naturally enjoy sitting down to watch like hours and hours of Netflix it's just not something that that I do enjoy whereas like bring me out for a run or a cycle or do anything outdoors any other time so I'm I'm really finding it challenging being in the house all the time like really really challenging so I am trying to like keep my my body and my brain um chilled out which is really tough so yeah I I do miss my my routine um but it's so important that we all just stick together and, and stay in there's there's definitely a culture right now on social media of needing to fulfill the day meaning in a meaningful way and like achieve loads and have a checklist of things done by the evening time and I think right now we we need to throw out all the rule books and allow ourselves our bodies and our minds the time to like slow down which I'm finding incredibly tough because naturally I'm I'm a a stickler for routine and I'm the type of person who thrives on getting outside and being active and I'm finding it really tricky at the minute to um 
to get used to this new routine. And I think right now, particularly on social, there's such a bad culture that we're, we have already created where we feel the need. We, we have to create things or achieve things or do things or be seen to, to do all these amazing things when in reality now is when we should be absolutely slowing down taking account of our bodies and our minds and just kind of just being just sitting and being I mean when was the last time you genuinely sat and like had a daydream or just just sat and and listened to your heartbeat or just be super present and like this is something that I don't do naturally or very well but particularly since um since starting my new job I've I've had to really learn to to meditate and and bring 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 the whole my whole body back back into itself that does not even make sense but I think anybody anybody who practices yoga or meditation I think will understand and just just to be present and I'm still really bad at it by the way but I try and just do like 20 minutes a day of, of breathing no it has absolutely so I'm going to move on a little bit now and talk more about kind of fashion and what we've been experiencing during these weeks because it's pretty much unprecedented and you're obviously on the cold face there of what's happening in social media in terms of trends you're working at British Vogue there's so much going on and there's I'd say you have a couple of observations about what's happening right now have you noticed many trends you know there's interesting hashtags all that kind of stuff for me I would say well to start what's happening is unprecedented on so many levels I have never and nobody has ever seen this kind of like rallying together of brands to to, to just it's just such a huge sense of like togetherness um I think everybody really wants to like try and fight this as best as they can and like seeing all the brands like Victoria Beckham and Burberry and Mulberry um JW Anderson all rallying together and like for example Burberry have uh, turned one of their factories in the UK they're no longer making um Max but they're making uh, hospital gowns and masks um Victoria Beckham I know is donating um a lot of her profit to um to help fight um or uh, she's donating a lot of her profits to different charity organizations um and it's 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 just it's, it's a great sense of, of hope I suppose but from from a trends perspective uh, as in like if you're asking what people should be wearing uh, the conversation has definitely turned more to um not so much like here's what you should be buying now because nobody can get out to buy it and obviously our our minds have kind of changed like we're not we're not interested in going out and spending frivolously or um we we really want to be either like investing somewhere where we know we can help and most online retailers rightly so have have closed their um their online services um like uh, asos and net porter um so i think uh, mo- well, most of my friends and anyway, on my social feeds have been upcycling and um, mending their clothes or like adding something new to it. And I that like really gives me joy because that's something that I can relate to because it's what I do um, because I don't generally go out and I haven't been on a high street in a long time. 
Um, I, I love to window shop, of course, but I just I haven't uh, haven't had the desire to go and drop loads of money on new clothes. And um, even though it's so hard in London to not do that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, and especially now because I'm so limited to what I have in my own wardrobe, like it knowing that I can take out a needle and thread and you know add a bit of embroidery here and there or add a button or take away something is, is quite nice. Um, and I, I, no, I don't think anybody can forecast what's going to happen in terms of like trends right now, but something that's really fun and that I've absolutely been getting behind is the, is the waist up dressing. So, you know, some people are loungewear in the bottom and they might have a suit on. I mean, for all you know, I may have tracksuit bottoms on right now. I was going to say, are you going to do the big reveal? <laughs> I don't have taxi bottoms on right now. I kind of wish I did, though. But um, I mean, if you're at home and you're stuck uh, if, and you have a Zoom meeting, really, really quick and easy way to like upgrade your work from home wardrobe, add a bit of earrings and um, add some jewels and throw on a headscarf, but like put it around your neck instead and just add a bit of color and a bit of fun to your your next Zoom meeting. Um, so I, I definitely do the waist up dressing. Um, I did wear a hat last week, which was quite nice. In general, are the Zoom chats in British Vogue just the most stylish things anyone has ever encountered? Or, I mean, it has to be pretty stylish, yeah? Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure is on. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. And, you know, there also seems to be a bit of a sense of rebellion, I think, as well. You know, the man repeller has been championing this hashtag called nowhere to go, but fuck it, I'm getting dressed anyway. And there's a lot of that, you know, like you're seeing ad hoc people on Instagram wearing like ball gowns to Aldi or Little. Like there is a there's a feeling of madness in the air, I think. And it's nice. It's fun to watch. And it's, you know, it's poking fun or bringing I should say bringing fun rather than poking fun, but bringing a bit of fun kind of to everything and lightening the situation. But isn't that what dressing is all about is sparking joy. So like if you get a thrill and a kick out of sticking on a blazer and a red lip, then that's all that matters to you. And for somebody else, it might be sticking on a pair of stilettos at half nine on a Tuesday morning or a pussy bow blouse, whatever it is that makes you feel like you can be your absolute best self, then absolutely do it. I just don't like, I just don't believe in holding back when it comes to how dressing makes you feel. And like, I love color and I know like, I don't have anything colorful with me which does like hurt me a lot because all of my beautiful things are still back in London. But like simple thing, like adding a colorful scarf around my, my neck or putting it in my hair, it just makes you feel like fantastic. And on that note, one of my favorite Instagram accounts to follow at the minute is um, uh, work from home fit. So it's like W F H fit. And it's just like this glam feed of just absolutely brilliant people getting dressed up to sit at home and I think now more than ever is the time to experiment and um try out new things that you may not have done before try a new color and the same with like goes for beauty I'm no beauty expert I don't wear I barely wear makeup but like yeah I'll wear blue mascara and gold eyeshadow on a Wednesday afternoon because well who's going why to not <laughs> why the hell not <laughs> I think anything anything to like just make you feel a bit better so if it's 
a pair of earrings or if it's a blazer or if it's your favorite pair of shoes that no one's going to see but you just do it i love it i love that you're having so much fun with it and it's so funny because it is so linked to our our identity at this time and we used to speak a lot about you know um and for years in fashion magazines or on websites you'd read features about how not to lose yourself sense of identity when you've to dress up and you know like for going to a wedding or going to whatever it is and now it's actually about how to maintain your identity while doing this which is the complete opposite while dressing like the most dressing down you've ever done in your life yeah that like exactly um I mean we're not all fortunate enough to have beautiful Simone Rocha gowns hanging in the whatever Balenciaga blazer but um even if it means sticking on like your cashmere jumper from Marks and Spencer's three years ago um just that little bit of like luxury that makes you feel slightly more polished especially now that we're going into is this week three because I've genuinely lost count oh I have no idea I think it's week it is week three yeah yeah, it's going into week three so like we're going to be here for another little while um and I think like your self-esteem kind of like takes a nosedive when you're constantly in like sweatpants or mine does anyway and don't get me wrong at least once a day I'm in sweatpants because I will be doing my breathing or a bit of yoga or stretching so I'll change and I just I always try and do either early in the morning that I can shower and put in put on my nice my nice outfit or late that in the evening that I can just go straight into bed or whatever I, I don't really like like hanging around in, in my gym gear for too long um I used to live here uh before I moved over to London so I did leave a couple of like really old pieces that I've that I found in like um like Omdiva and um, Atrium and Paris Court that I haven't seen since I moved away. So it was nice to come back to and just just see like pieces that I had kind of just forgotten about. And so now like challenging myself to like rewear those clothes and like, oh, can I mix it with those jeans that I've brought? Or what about that one pair of trousers that I have? Can I wear that shirt with them? And it's just really nice, isn't it? And um, it's lovely. Kind of like- and it's- kindling my love for it's it's like you know like yeah rekindling a love with an old flame um <laughs> that's that's been now bear in mind not all of those flames still fit me but I'll make them work I might have to move a couple of buttons um and take up a hem but it's it's worth it I think um and I think like I I've honestly I've been this way anyway for for the last um probably year more so because of budget than anything else but I'm absolutely enjoying not spending money on clothes and really inspired in seeing other people um not doing like Sophie White went a full year and this is like I think it was two years ago now she went a full year without buying any clothes and it was before anyone was really doing that and she just made such a statement and I was like oh I really want to try that so I, I just kind of started and um I haven't really bought anything in I literally couldn't tell you the last time um and now like for for birthdays or for occasions I, I might you know the family might rally together and get me like one nice thing um I don't know for my birthday last year I got a dress from from uh atrium it's beautiful Irish linen um that's transitional from like summer to winter and they're the kind of like key pieces that I'm really trying to buy now and I know I'll have that literally forever 
Amazing. And talking a bit more about shopping, you know, there's a moral question being put over the idea of online shopping at the moment. And it's something I've thought about a lot. And I'm sure it's something you've thought about a lot. Both of us working, you know, for publications that at the end of the day, they propose products or services, you know, it that's how it works. And with this question coming into things, you know, it really is, well, firstly, it's quite polarizing, but also it does make you stop and think that, you know, how much are we willing to really, or should I say, how many lives are we potentially putting at risk just so we can get ours our uh, fix or fill our basket? You know, what are your thoughts on this? Or have you had many thoughts? I have so many that I even sometimes find it hard to articulate just how passionate I am about about it. But I think as well, like, it's part of our it's part of our language and our culture now is to be aware and to be go see everything with with open eyes and to understand that things don't just appear in the shops that there is a system and there are steps to bring that piece of cloth to life and how many hands has that been through and how many hands how many of those hands have been paid fairly and how many of those hands can go and feed their families? And how many of those hands are have access to an education or even clean water and, and healthy food? And you just, you have to have to think about these things because it's the only way that we can change habits. Um, I, I found something that's really tough is like speaking to my mom and like older generations about this because like my mom is a saint but she'll, you know, she'll go up to Blanchardstown or into town. She'll go into her favorite high street shops and she'll just, she'll say, oh, I bought this top for 30 euros. It's great. I'm going out on Saturday night. It looks great on me. And I go, okay, that's brilliant. You look fab, but what's it made of? And then she'll, she'll say it's, it's 90, 90% polyester. I'm like, okay, well, when you're done with that, after X amount of time, where is it going to go? And of course, at this point, she's like, would you go way out of that shirt? I'm only, it's, it's only a top. And I goes, fine, it's only a top. But that one polyester top is going to sit in a landfill for thousands of years before it begins to break down, long before you and I aren't here. And so by starting to have those conversations, then she goes, yeah, I, I suppose, I suppose you're right. Because I, I know I'm right, Marie. Um, and then particularly now it's this whole new level to it because you can see that like what you cited already Net-a-Porter is shut down for or Net-a-Porter I should say um, I never know which one it is actually what do you say? Well pre, pre-starting in Vogue I would have said Net- uh, uh, is that right to say? I probably would have said Net-a-Porter but it is a French brand isn't it? So I know a lot a lot of people in London. What do say, they say in Vogue? We'll just go with net that. Porte. Okay, let's say net porte. Um <laughs> so it you know, like what you said, they've shut down, you know, there's been calls for I think is a pretty little thing and like all of those places to shut down their warehouses as well. So on top of the you know, the eco impact that we're normally dealing with, there's a fresh layer of I guess, morals to be facing up to in this. Online there last week that speculation that three ambulances were called to ASOS's distribution centre in the UK and like, yes, there are millions of us sitting on our phones and laptops every day scrolling through ASOS and putting in our orders, not thinking about the the person that 
has to do that work to get your tie-dye socks or your whatever jumper it is to your front door so I think we have to we have a responsibility as consumers to think about supply chain and think where uh like where everything is coming from and it it's 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 tiresome because it sometimes takes the fun out of shopping thinking about it but but you have to in order to be like responsible shopper um and if you find that you are like overbuying on on a lot of websites that don't have um don't have they're not very uh, transparent with their supply chain or um you don't know where the clothes are being made there, there's always other options and that's the beauty of the internet if you if if there's something you can't find on one website you're guaranteed to find it on on, on another and there's so many amazing um sustainable websites now more than ever i mean just look at like reformation i mean they're such beautiful okay some some things are like trend driven but they're or like atrium i think is such a perfect example i know i've already spoken about them but like i know um Shoopy and kate have like a very rigorous system before they take a brand on board because they're they're so passionate about like supply chain and making sure that all the clothes in their store are made with love and they're made safely and ethically so if and a lot of people like my mom included are like oh sustainable clothes are too expensive and they're not available to me but it just takes a bit of looking around and there's always you can always ask a friend I mean you can send somebody a dm on instagram and be like hey where did you get that or literally just by asking if there's any other like sustainable websites and I guarantee it you'll be given loads of answers like what what are what are your favorite sustainable websites or sustainable brands at the minute hmm it's a hard one it changes a lot but I mean I always go back to reformation I mean I just find them the best and then you know I do also try to get behind high street stores who make efforts to do conscious ranges because you know I know that the high street um, system is not perfect, but uh, and I think a lot of people hate on high street in general, but I do think it's important to support when brands do that because if they don't do it, the system is never going to change and this cycle is never going to change and you have to applaud when when people do it rather than ignoring it. I mean, that's the only way to really make it reach the masses um, and to make it really infiltrate people, infiltrate people's consciousness. So, you know, there's lovely organic um, linen pieces in H&M, particularly H&M Home. I'd buy a lot of the stuff from there, even just, you know, organic cotton t-shirts and stuff like that, that I would really love. They're like, they're dishcloths, all about the dishcloths. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, yeah, I like their dishcloths a lot too. <laughs> Very fashion. Yeah. Um, no, I know. The thing is, we will, to say or to suggest that the high street um, needs to disappear is completely false because think about the amount of people it employs, first of all, how much it generates for the economy I mean I, I all my first jobs were over on the high street and I'll never forget the experiences they they gave me and the lessons look I think it's been really interesting chatting with you Neve, and you've really shrewd insights into a lot of this and you are kind of on the front line of the social side of things as this all unfolds so I'd love to hear from you what you think the future of fashion is post this COVID-19 crisis I know that's 
a mouthful of a question but even just is there anything that you're picking up on like or anything that your gut is telling you that's going to happen after this I just find it hard to believe that once this period is over are we just going to go back to the way everything was like people are already calling into question like how can we justify fashion shows fashion weeks you know all of this stuff is being examined I guess right now that's it in a nutshell and like I definitely cannot answer that question at all but what I think will happen is um I think there'll be a lot more meaning going into production um I think uh, there was a, a really great piece on British Vogue during the week by British Vogue's fashion critic Anders Christian Madsen about the future of uh, the fashion show because, I mean, Fashion Week happens four times a year. Um, only last week, the the men's shows in June, the couture in July has been cancelled. So now designers are looking forward to September to see will that go ahead. I personally have no idea if if it'll go ahead but if it does, I think potentially it will be scaled back. I think there'll be a lot more, um, there'll be a lot more like thought gone into the fashion show process, as in like, will the production still be as grand? But then you also have like, is a fashion show the same without the theatrics? Like, is is Mark Jacobs' show going to have the same effect if it wasn't in? the big bunker he has it in in New York um or is a Valentino show as beautiful and theatrical if it weren't for like the setting that it was in or the Grand Palace in in Paris for for Schnell or like you have to think about the whole production of these mega shows but I think that will all be put into perspective now and like cost is obviously going to be a massive thing um and and supply chain and production particularly because a lot of these designers many of them their clothes are being produced still in China so uh, one really positive thing that could come from this is seeing more um more designers designing and producing at home so having that true authentic made from made in the UK or made in Ireland stamp um but who knows is the real answer um I still think there's an absolute need for the shows and there's a need for fashion weeks, not just because they're beautiful clothes to look at, but because it's it's a whole industry and people outside of our world might not realise all of the, the crews involved, the hair, the makeup, the stylists, the cameras, the gaffers, everyone. Like it's it's a whole ordeal and there's something absolutely and resolutely magic about it. Would you agree? I would. And I think you make an interesting point there that if you were to strip it all back and say, if Mark Jacobs was to instead show like a collection of 12 looks that were all white and beige and it was maybe a lookbook or a presentation instead of a really amazingly produced show, it just does draw into question the role of fashion because in, in society, because fashion is there to entertain as well. So if you strip it of all of those essential parts, what are you left with? And are you just doing something then to fulfill and tick a box of sustainability? You know, is there still creativity in there? You know, 
are you yeah you might be doing things in the most woke way possible but also will people want to buy it like it's just there's so many questions in it and yeah I guess only time will tell it it, it takes out the the very meaning of of fashion and, and like what we were saying earlier about sparking joy with clothes I mean clothes clothes are nothing when they're on a hanger it's it's how the designer presents them and gives gives the energy it's the body that the clothes are put on it's the personality that the body has whoever that person might be it's it's all of those elements that combine to make something really magic and like for most for most of us you and I included we we only get to experience those things via a screen um but when you're at one of those big productions it's a totally spine tingling you could every cell is like electric in your body like you can feel the base of every note going through you you you, it's just it's a surreal experience um I mean I have never been to like I've never been to a Versace or Chanel show hopefully someday but I can only imagine what that's like in real life and to think what it would be like if they stripped it all back it just wouldn't have the same uh the same result at all I don't think no I think you're right that you would question where the joy is there (laughs) Well, look, I guess only time will tell on this one. But look, Leave, it was so great to speak to you. Thank you so much. No, my pleasure. Take care. And I hope that you get to return to London to all of your beautiful clothes soon. In times of crisis, accurate, reliable news sources are key. If you wish to stay informed, see gov.ie and hse.ie for updates. You can follow me on Instagram at Sarah. And if you liked what you heard today, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.